<laughs> hey friends, this is Shadima, also known as the Type A Hippie, and this is the Type A Hippie Podcast, Cheekast episode 98. I wish y'all could see my face right now. I'm like a little stunned that these numbers are creeping up, creeping up. So I'm on with two friends that are new to me. Um, and it's kind of a funny story how I got to be uh, connected with them. So I will say that I, I started working out somewhere out of town, meaning about 20 minutes in one direction, 20 miles one direction, right? Which is kind of a lot, right? So I'm going in one direction and I'm going to a 5.30 a.m. class and I love it, but I'm realizing like I'm putting on a lot of miles in my car. So I was like, I need something local. And so friends were on the lookout for me of like a new spot, right? And I can't even tell y'all how many times three and one fitness came into my like universe, like into the realm of my consciousness, like multiple times people, my sister-in-law emailed me about it. A work friend emailed me about it. And I was like, and I had stumbled on it on my own somehow, some other way, you know? And I was like, dang, like it, it's meant to be right. So I am on with two out of the three owners of 3-in-1 Fitness. I'm on with Michelle Buds and Dr. Sadia Major. So welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad that y'all were able to join. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks Yay. Hello, hello. <laughs> so tell myself and listeners a little bit about yourself briefly in your own words. And anyone can start. Um, so I am Sadia Major. The doctor is for my PhD in clinical psychology. Uh, I am a graduate of the University of South Carolina. Um, many, many, many years ago. I'm, I'm actually a lot older than I look. Um, so I hear anyway. And I, I like to believe that too. Um, I'm <laughs> oh, she, yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm a native of South Carolina. I migrated to Michigan about 10 years ago. Um, I work at the VA hospital as well as the University of Michigan, in addition to my duties and roles at 3-in-1 Fitness Revolution as, as partner, and I also provide the uh, mental health services there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I'm Michelle. I am uh, one of the three owners, and I am a lifestyle fitness coach. I also am a professional figure competitor, so I compete in a genre like bodybuilding, um, but don't get quite as big as the bodybuilders. Um, went pro in 2013, did pretty well there. My background is really in sales, and then I got lucky enough to get out of sales into a job managing a women's only fitness club and fell in love with fitness there decided I didn't really like the way that corporate did things. I wanted to do a little bit differently. Um, got a chance to approach Sadia to talk about it, which she had had kind of the same idea, did the business before and it didn't quite work out. So begged, pleaded for quite a while. She finally said, yes, we started something smaller, living out loud, about 1100 square feet, then met our partner, Eddie Brooks and created the 3-in-1 Fitness Revolution, which is a hybrid between a big box gym and a small boutique studio. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about 3-in-1 Fitness. Like, what does that actually mean? What are the three components? So 
our tagline is mind fit, body fit, nourish it. That's exactly what it is. We have obviously Dr. Sadia Major who helps people organize their thoughts. So that's the mind part. If you really are not there and willing to commit to it or try something and give 100%, you're just going to be on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Of course, the body fit part is doing classes or personal training. And then um, we have a registered dietitian who does the nourishment part, and that is the total thing. So we have three components. We have three partners all in one space under one roof. Yeah, when most people think about fitness centers or gyms, they usually just think of one of one thing, right? Just working out and go exercise, take some classes, jump into a class, lift some heavy weights. Um, and so for us, the, the thing that kind of sets us apart with 3-in-1 is that we acknowledge and pay honor to um, just the, the importance of, of combining other aspects of wellness. It takes, you know, you're a whole person, so your mind, your body, and your soul. You have to nourish the whole thing, not just one aspect of it. And so it's important to get your mind fit as well as just uh, your, your nutritional needs and your physical self. Yeah, and when you were talking, I like to, I'm glad we've been saying a lot of Dr. Major because... First of all, it's a huge accomplishment to get a doctorate, right? And a lot of times it's not, um, I think that certain identities, that accomplishment gets minimized. And so for me, it's really important. If you've done the work, you will be honored <laughs> having done that work. That is not easy, right? Plenty of people start and for whatever reason, they don't always finish. So I always like to honor that. Absolutely. So you were speaking and you were talking about uh, the mental health component. Mm -hmm. And Michelle, you also mentioned about the mind. And so kind of help us understand maybe some of the things that do get in the way when people are attempting to change their lives significantly and really want these major transformations. What components or what things get in their, get in their way? I'll let Michelle, why don't you start by telling her some of the roadblocks you've seen in clients as you try and help them hit their fitness goals, and then what leads you to then refer them to me. And say, yep, hey, perfect. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of times what I do is I see um, self-sabotaging right away. Well, I'd like to get this way, but I don't think that I can. Already you've set your mind up to say, I cannot get this way. I'll put in some effort, but I probably won't get it. So I'm not all in. You're just never 100% in because in your mind, right? The self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. So some of those things come up. A lot of times too, it could be family and friends. The support system is huge. And when you are maybe living with a spouse or have friends that are not on board with some of the behaviors that you're trying to change, it can be very difficult. You could be working really, really hard. You have the support in the gym, but when you step outside the doors, it's back to real life and you don't know how to cope. And so then that's when I see our, our training sessions shift from training to talking. Sure. <laughs> and so then I'm like, I don't have all of the skills to walk you through this. And that's not the best use of our time for me. Sure. So that's when I refer to, to Dr. Major and working yeah. in a combination like that is is really huge and especially when she gets to work with a dietitian because also mm. people have food issues whether it's on one end of the spectrum that's right eating yeah. too much or eating too little yeah and then when people do come in and see me i i always tell people that every behavior serves some function um be it a good function or a bad one is it's making up for something that's missing somewhere in your life and so my job is to 
really ask people pointed questions to try and, and get into you know their their self-talk and figure out what it is that's happening inside of their minds that's contributing to the behavior um, that we're seeing like michelle always she always says that i say i don't hear myself saying this but she always says that i say it's not about what people tell me it's about what they don't tell me that's so right one of the tools that i use that i found really really helpful in that setting is what i call a uh, like a problem solving quadrant and so i'll take like whatever their goal is and let's just say someone's goal is to lose weight i'll take that goal and place it at the top of the sheet and then i'll draw like four lines um vertically and horizontally and then i'll have them fill it out pros of losing weight cons of losing weight pros of not losing weight and cons of not losing weight and at first there's always some initial resistance or pushback this is stupid why why would there be any cons of losing weight and i go through the process with them and just say hey just trust me let's just go through it together and once they go through it they're always surprised that they do discover Kind of some hidden layers, some hidden issues that may be um, coming up and, and contributing to the self-sabotaging behavior. So, for example, a con of losing weight could be my image is going to change. I have sure. to buy new clothes. You know, my husband may not see me the same way. My friends may be jealous. And so, those little subtle issues could suddenly now are suddenly in black and white, whereas before they weren't quite as transparent. Sure, it makes a big difference once it's brought yeah. light. That's true. And you know what's interesting? I heard somewhere, and you all might be thinking the same thing, like even the language that we use around, right, these lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. is significant. And sometimes we don't think about the words that we're using Mm -hmm. and the connection to the behavior and the connection to the mindset. So yeah, I'm glad that that was one of the things that actually impressed me was that there was a psychologist on on the team that people could talk to depending on the membership that you got. Uh, but definitely referrals out and, you know, you all are really connected within the Ann Arbor community and surrounding areas so that if people need more long-term mm-hmm. care as well, they can uh, continue. So I wanted to chat about identity because one of the things that really made me happy I didn't realize there was a third partner that's not part of the hashtag black girl magic, but I was still okay with it because thank like, you for this exception. <laughs> well, because he's part of the team, right? And you know, it's we it's not often that we see it's very common to see non-minority owned or non-black owned businesses, right? And so especially in light of kind of what's going on around us. uh, It's really important to highlight when I see a black owned business. And so what has it been like for you all to, and this isn't your first rodeo, right? You've been doing this for quite a while, but how did, I mean, I, I understand how you kind of came to be, but like, how has it been for you all as folks of color in this fitness space and what resistance has, you know, or barriers have you guys come across and or resistant, like anything in terms of your clients, you know, because there's a lot, we could probably talk for a really long time, but right, I'll probably, like, time do you have? Right, we'll <laughs> probably have you all come on again at some point, but like hair, Folks don't want to work out because of hair or because of any number of things. So 
um, has it been like for you all as business owners? And then anything that if someone's listening and it's like, I'm interested in starting, but these are kind of my reservations. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a question you'll probably have to unpack a little bit. Yeah. No yeah. Problem. So I'll start, I guess for me, I'll start with the, the superficial stuff we're kind of, and, and, and the more positive aspect of it. So because of where we're located in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor is this very liberal place, very artsy, people who are very progressive um, and, and very much supportive of, 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 of certain agendas, you know, minorities, you know, trying to, to push themselves ahead. They're very supportive of women's issues and human rights issues. Mm-hmm. And so some of the, the initial reactions that we have received and a lot of support we received are from these people in Ann Arbor who get behind us because we are women, because we are african-american um because we're you know uh, lesbians same gender loving as well and so in a sense they kind of love that because it gives them all these platforms to kind of support and and push forward um and so that part of it has been great Mm -hmm. yeah i think that ann arbor is very liberal i think there's pockets of it though we've been very lucky to create a community around us that supports you know all of all of the same agendas i guess i would say Mm -hmm. um so that's been phenomenal it has been good on the flip coin side of that too are we used sometimes as the token people you can also say that okay i have a client who is not a minority she's coming to me would i be at i'm a little bit better i'm like the oof and ah factor because i am a black woman who owns a business so i have a black trainer or my gym is owned by black people yes there is that flip side of the coin too i feel like in a sense we both use each other not in a bad way when you say use but it meets both needs so it's a symbiotic relationship right yeah sure absolutely we have definitely gotten some pushback so when it was just saudi and i with living out loud we did pretty well we did our own thing but you do come across people that still see you as women. When we were doing the build out for three in one, mm-hmm. the contractor literally would not even talk to us and only talk to our third partner. Yeah. Although yeah. we are writing, you know, half the checks yeah. and the money. Yeah. So that was very upsetting. He wouldn't even address us in the emails. He would just always address the, the male partner. The male partner. In the email. He wouldn't mm-hmm. return our phone calls or text messages or give us updates. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, I mean, and that's the thing that's going to be really, I don't think just black women in general, that's what we have to come across every single time. We have to put our foot down. We have to let it be known. You know, we are here. We are the owners. We are the ones making the decisions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, something needs to be worked on. And then when you do put your foot down, you run into that same stereotype of being, you know, aggressive. But for me, it's like, that's something I just have to own and adopt. And if that's how you're going to perceive me, I can't control your perception of me. All I can can do is control my reaction and my response to you and what you're telling me and what you're feeding me. Sure. Yeah. There's someone on social media right now and she's doing a lot on white privilege and she's a black woman Mm -hmm. and she's calling people out and she's saying, you know, we don't need to be as black women palpable for you. Like we're not here. (laughs) For you, you know, and I'm not saying that be, I mean, I think I can't even monitor anyone else, right? Just like you were saying, you know, I can only be me and 
the way I speak, like I will get all up in you right. <laughs> in a way I don't need to cuss you out. You know? mm-hmm. um, and sometimes people don't really like that. And so our assertion or being assertive is perceived as being aggressive, which isn't the case, you know, and given what's going on around us, we have very good reason to be angry about, things, you know, so I'm not going to shrink myself any longer, just like it sounds like you all, you know, I love the name of living out loud and, you know, taking up the space and using space. And that's, I, I feel like that's, uh, when you look at gyms and fitness centers, usually it's a space, right? So there's a space and the weights take up space and the indoor cycling bikes take up space and the TRX, you know, they hang down when, when they're being used. And a lot of times we are afraid to take up space, you know, and we need to exist and be fully living out loud, whatever that means to you. And, and that's the, I think that's one of the beauties of three in one fitness, what you are speaking of the transformations that can happen when people stop getting in their own way, right? When they move out of their way and they kind of do the work, the inside out work that shows on the outside, but it also shows in character change and demeanor change and confidence change or increase it, them fully living out loud and taking up the space that they were created to take. Yeah. And you create the own space. Like you said, we created a space, even with us, we, you know, being, being gay, people don't understand that just because you're gay, you still have to come out all the time. It's continuous coming out of the closet. It's continuous throughout the week. And especially as a business owner, when do you disclose? What do you say? And especially Sadi and I, we don't really work closely together, but we still work together. So, you know, addressing Sadia, you know, properly, because obviously I just see her as Sadia, but make sure, oh, Dr. Major, you know, some of those things. And people don't realize sometimes the struggle of being also a gay owner, Mm -hmm. because you also want to ride that fine line of making sure that you're disclosing at the right time. And if this is a person that is not meant to be in this community, then they will exit themselves out, but it needs to be known if you have an issue with it. And so it's not just clientele or potential people that come in. It's our staff too. Before we hire them, we have to let them know, Hey, I need to know up front if this is an issue. I don't want to invest my time in you later on down the line. You find out and you're not okay with Mm -hmm. it. Sure. You need to know. Yeah. Transparency is essential. Yeah. One of my friends uh, had posted something about that on social media and she indicated that she, I think when she was getting married to her wife, like when they were planning the wedding, that she felt like because there's such a heteronormative culture that we live in, that she had to out herself constantly. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really dawn on me. And so I had posted a comment that was ignorant, meaning unfamiliar with, right? That's the definition of ignorance. Yeah. I'm not stupid, right? But I was unfamiliar with this topic. Mm-hmm. And she didn't call me out per se. It, you know, it's just one of those things of like intent versus impact. My intention was not to be ignorant, but my impact was ignorance. Mm-hmm. 
And so she made a comment like, that's, you're missing the point. And then I stepped back and I was able to do a little bit more work on my part of what that actually meant. So when she was saying that she was coming out constantly, you know, it's always, I started to understand it. So if you could explain that to listeners, because I don't want to speak for you because that's not my experience. Um, I'll give an example of something that just happened over the weekend. Michelle and I were both in the gym on Saturday and uh, this lovely couple came in because they wanted to look around, take a tour. They've been walking, you know, they walked by and, and saw the space through the windows and they came in and um, Michelle's given them the tour and she's given them the overview of three in one and, and what it means and how long we've been there. And she said, you know, this is, you know, Sadia, this is right beside her. And then our third partner, Eddie, was uh, in the back of the gym training someone. And she said, and that's our third partner, you know, Eddie. And the, the male, because it was a husband wife, and so the male um, asked, oh, is that your husband? And then suddenly, you, and then now you're in a situation, right? Where, what do I say? Do I, I'm going to say no, but then do, how far do I go with that? Do I sure. go as far as correcting him and letting him know this is my wife? And Michelle chose in that moment to say, uh, no, actually, I'm married to her. Sadia is my, Dr. Major is my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we didn't say that up front. So yeah, by the way, Michelle and I are married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we hurt ourselves. So we just came out. We just came out again. <laughs> <laughs> coming out we've been married for 10 years mm-hmm. uh this october mm-hmm. um so but anyway that that was a really good and very very recent and relevant example and i mean they responded just fine again on the surface but who knows in that moment we could have lost a potential client sure. you're right even in your situation like you said you don't know it's what you're used to it's the norm even when people say Oh, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, are you seeing somebody? That's you right. are asking that question that pigeonholes somebody to number one, lie to you. So they're setting up a relationship based on lies or come out to you even if they're not ready. That's right. What do you do? And I mean, it can happen a split second whether you're ready to or not. Unfortunately, probably for your friend, even more so because it's one thing maybe if you're gay and you're seeing somebody, but when you bring up the topic of marriage again and wedding, it throws everybody through a loop and you're so happy, but you don't know how happy everybody else is going to be really for you. It's like, okay, I accept you're gay, but do you have to go and get married? Do you have to do all this? Mm -hmm. But now you are, you're, you're putting yourself in in that moment. She's putting herself in a position to, to be judged and and critiqued. Mm -hmm. So it's not easy. We've been there. Yeah. But I feel like, what you said, you, you are you, you love you. We love ourselves. I'm very confident and very comfortable in my own skin. So when I speak the truth and I tell you what it is, you're going to go right or you're going to go left. Yeah. It's fine to me. It really is not going to hurt me because either decision you make, either you were meant to be in the life or you weren't. Yeah. And it's taken a while to get there. Not it's take, it's take, it's taken a while for me to get there. I'll correct myself. It didn't take long for you to get there. But for me, that was well, many, many years of struggling. And now that I'm there and confident and, and walking in my own light, um, no one's going to put me back in the, in the darkness again. Mm-hmm. You, That's right. You know. Yeah, no, it's true. And in the situation that I started to share with you all about, it was one of those things where I had said, well, what does being gay look like? Or what does that look, you know, because people sometimes assume someone's straight and they'll say, oh, well, you don't look. And I was saying that I don't know what that means, you know. And she appreciated me saying that, but she was like, but that's not the point. And so it goes back to what you all were saying of, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is 
so diversity, equity, inclusion, it's not just for me buzzwords. So that's real life because there's a cost and sometimes it's the cost of life when that is not exercised, right? When uh, representation matters. And so seeing people that look like me on TV or in movies or at the gym, that's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, inclusive language, you know, so it's not just you know, saying I love everyone and I'm colorblind, which is bullshit. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, unless you right. literally are blind and you cannot yeah. see, that's right. not a thing, right? So right. I do appreciate differences in people and I do appreciate similarities because I see people as they are. Um, even if I don't know the full extent of their identity, because to me, that's not that important. Like, it's important to honor folks' identity, but I'm not going to make a judgment based on someone's identity that is who they are, right? Mm -hmm. um, in that sense. And so inclusion is like inclusive language, like I said. So me, and I've caught myself because I'm friends with people who are the same as me and different than me in certain respects. And so me saying, oh, I remember one time I was having coffee with a friend and there was, he appeared to be a man with children and said something. And I said, oh, I kind of had assumed who he was married to. He was wearing a wedding band, but I assumed the gender of the person to who, you know, or the parent and uh, the other parent. And it could have been, I could have been correct, but I could have been incorrect as well. And so I caught myself after it had already happened. And at that point, it's just one of those things where like, you just got to let it go and know that next time you'll do better. But cause like chasing him down and saying, I'm so, you know, it's just like, too much, right. It's like, Jadima, relax. Okay. Um, but I catch myself and like, you know, are you dating someone is a different story than defining for the person who they're dating. Even if that, you know, especially if you could be way, way off and that could be a touchy subject. So, leaving things alone has worked well for me and people will share as they feel comfortable mm -hmm. um, because I wouldn't want someone to feel pushed into in an effort to be honest with themselves and others feel like they need to disclose something that they're not ready to your point, Michelle, that they're not ready to disclose. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. We are very inclusive. You're right. People that look like each other, um, that look different from them. I think that, having a space where you can see different ethnicities, different body types, different people, whether it be gay or even transgender is important. Mm -hmm. And then following along and following suit with the language. Like a lot of our clients have grown because we did have someone that was transgender into our space. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally going from calling somebody one name to another and addressing them the way that they wanted to be addressed in the correct uh, pronouns mm -hmm. That's was amazing. And it was a beautiful thing that they were willing to do that and still so open and wanting to learn. So mm -hmm. it is, it is a space for everyone. Mm -hmm. and, and your space is, and then it's well, not a space for you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I mean, I went to the grand opening y'all and it was so much fun. I couldn't say the whole time because I had just done a hot, <laughs> hot vinyasa class. And then Michelle rolled, like, uh, lassoed me onto an indoor cycle. Because I was like, oh, no, I'm just here to support, right? And then she was like, oh, come on. You can do it. It's only 10 minutes, you know? 
So just so that you know, if you go to that gym, <laughs> Michelle may get you. And she may get you to do stuff that you're like, oh, I didn't think I could do it. And I did it, you know, um, which is a great thing. So yeah, it was, it was such a beautiful experience for me, to be honest, even though I didn't win a membership. But it was still a beautiful experience because there were people of all ages, different complexions, different, like you said, body types and shapes. Like it just was really community based. Like it, it was like a huge family. It was like a family reunion. And I'm new to that community. And I still met people or saw people that I'd seen before and a lot of new friends. So it was a really beautiful space of, I don't know, I, it, it, you all talk about light a lot and you know, that's exactly what it was. It was like people that look different or look the same. Like it is just so many different people and it was, it was beautiful. Thank you. you. That's Appreciate what we're trying that. to create. I mean, you mentioned community a mm -hmm. lot um, just now in describing your experience with the grand opening and that's exactly what we're trying to create. We're trying to just foster a sense of community and family um, and just social connections. I mean, social connectedness is, is actually kind of a fourth and missing part of, of wellness. It's important. Everyone needs to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And so when people come in at three and one, we, we make it a point to learn your names. We want to be able to speak to you and give you a proper greeting and ask them how your day went and make sure that you know that you matter. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. people, we want them when they come in to do a class, you know, if their class is done, but the next class is about to start and they see some more people coming in that they haven't seen in a, in a few days, we want to, maybe they'll want to stay and do another workout because they just haven't seen their, you know, their buddies in a while. And that's what we're, we're trying to build and I mean so far we're off to a really good start I mean, it's, it's, it's getting there you know people really enjoy the workouts I think that people are enjoying the camaraderie being with other like-minded people even yeah. more so than they are the workouts yeah which I are agree. really intense too that's true yeah. yeah it's a lot of grit determination that I see there and and the space is a really nice space like it's a, a beautiful clean environment uh, that encompasses and allows for what people are looking for, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. so is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to impart upon us before we get to how you all self-care? Mm. I did want to touch on something you talked just about black women and I think as black women are not as healthy as we can be mm. it usually is very 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 difficult to see a healthy woman and I'm not saying picture perfect all super lean I'm just saying healthy and some of it is the generation some of it is kind of how we're going and we are getting larger and a little bit more obese but just being healthy and caring for our bodies ourselves mm -hmm. having enough respect to just care for our bodies and figure out what we put into it and just wanting to move and be healthy you know so you know the whole thing of you know I don't want to sweat out my hair I want to look good I want to look good <laughs> you can be in the gym and sweat out your hair for three months and then when you go get it done baby you gonna look real good <laughs> with a new body and new hair okay so don't give me that don't give me that. <laughs> I really wish that we would just take more initiative in trying it out and allowing ourselves to be strong and to be fit and, and use some weights or get into a gym and a community and, and really push each other. Mm -hmm. I know when I had my first um, job that I told you in fitness, where I manage a ladies only fitness club, 
it was in Brighton, which Brighton is predominantly white. I didn't even think I was going to get the job, but I did. And then during that time, I was with Sadia and I really thought about going natural and locking my hair. I said, oh no, I can't do that. I'm going to scare out all these white people. I can't do it, Sadia. Sadia's like, do you care about those people? Just do it. Just do it. I did it and the reception was beautiful. Everybody was, oh, it's so good. Like, and I say that to say we get, yeah, I know. I was just going to say, no touching of the hair. Do not touch anyone's hair without their consent. And just don't do it, period. Don't. Don't. It's like a woman's pregnant belly. Don't. Exactly. Just don't. Just don't. It's a golden rule. But I say that to say, get out of your own way stop telling yourself all this stuff because you are going to feel look so much better just doing it rather than telling yourself all the things why you can't do it and we do we need to be healthier we need to be around for you know the next generation whether you have kids or grandkids or you know we need to teach that Mm -hmm. healthy is good it's not just oh i have to be on a diet and it's miserable you need to be healthy to live life that it's okay, that it's cool. It's cool to be healthy. Yeah. That's cool. right. Well, and... So I wanted what, to touch on that. I had to go back. I had to go back to that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I appreciate you doing that. And one easy way to do that, friends, is grab a buddy. You know, mm-hmm. get a... So if you have a membership elsewhere or different places, get a class card somewhere. Three and one does class cards. They do memberships. Mm-hmm. And grab a buddy. Grab someone that is equally new. <laughs> So that you can both be new and have your first day together and then you won't be new anymore. And then you'll just go for a second class because for me, I'll, I'll text friends and say, Oh, are you going to class today? Right. Because it draws me in. So it's a, it's a twofer, right? I get to spend time with a friend moving my body and I'm moving my body and it's a benefit to me and it's a benefit to those around me, whether they know it or not, because when I move my body, I'm better. For yeah. everybody, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and it goes back to what you said, Dr. Major, about you know our mental health and our mindset. So once that's you know in place and we're working on it, then things are better. It tends to be better. So how do you all self-care? So self-care for me, I guess I'll break it up into themes. So one, I'll start with the. She's a professor, y'all. She's a I'm professor. <laughs> Uh, she'll do she'll give you the quadrants right (laughs) okay uh area number one so when it comes comes, talk about self-talk right so physical fitness you know it's been a journey for me i lost over 100 pounds about wow years ago and going through that journey i mean it does it it changes you in so many ways and we didn't talk about that today but maybe another another topic Another another time um, but going through that, through that journey, I still struggle. I still struggle with seeing myself as this 300 pound woman. And so in my head, you know, I get stuck in, sometimes I get stuck in this mindset of I have to work out every day. I have to work out every day. I can't skip a workout. I can't, I can't, I can't. Even though I know intellectually that you know, working out every single day is not necessarily the best thing for your body. That it's, it's really good to take a break and give your body a time, some time to, to just heal and, and regenerate, you know, and rejuvenate. And so for me, good self-care for me means being able to take a day off from going into the gym or doing some sort of a structured exercise and just engaging in what I call functional exercise. Mm-hmm. So getting outside and cutting, cutting the yard, you know, 
Um, for me, is, is good functional exercise. Or, or cleaning the house is really good functional exercise. I'm moving my body. Um, I'm burning calories. And I'm accomplishing, you know, a really important task necessary to, you know, live my life and feel good about the life I'm living here in my, in my personal space. Um, so that's the one area. And then the other area, I think, is just uh, just in daily life and especially when it comes to, like, work and just knowing yourself, knowing your work personality and what you need to feel fulfilled with work. So Michelle and I are very different. Michelle, Michelle's perfect day and feeling fulfilled at work is coming home and saying, boy, I had a great day. Man, I talked, to, I talked to Katie, and I saw Betty, and I saw Sue, and I saw Caitlin, and we just talked and had a great time. Well, did you work today? And, but for her, that is it. That's a part of work. The social aspect of it is really important to her, and people really mean a lot to her. For me, coming home at the end of the day and feeling fulfilled, where I can just kind of relax and say, yeah, I had a great day. For me, that looks like, ooh. I got this checked off my list. I checked that off. I checked that check mark. So for me, going through my day in a, in a way that's going to allow me to check off as many boxes as I can is really great self-care for me, even if it means skipping lunch. That's okay, because for me, it's more important to get the check boxes off so I can have more time at home to not think about it and relax and, 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 and unwind, which brings me to my third aspect, third and final, uh, number three aspect of <laughs> <laughs> this, this is great i love this <laughs> isn't it great <laughs> totally so i love wine i love i love chardonnay so give me you know a glass of chardonnay um give me a favorite tv show let me kick back um let me soak you know in my tub and that's just that's that's like a perfect day for me that's awesome what about you michelle my perfect self-care, you know, of course we own a gym, but it's work hard, play hard. Yeah. I love to work hard, hard, hard in the gym because I'm going to play just as hard. <laughs> I love to relax, unwind. Um, the gym is my self-care. I love to push myself. I'm one of those people where they're like, you're just a gym rat. Yeah, I do like being in the gym, but thank goodness I am able to make a career out of it and do something I love. The other thing I really like doing because I do talk to people and I love engaging and I love seeing as many people as I can come into the gym and having a good time is actually kicking back and I love coloring. Saudi got me an adult coloring book and it is my jam. Awesome. That with like a glass of wine is my jam. I love that. So that is like my self-care. If I can calm my brain down from being active and crazy and just color choose whatever mm. colors I want, whatever picture. It just makes my heart smile. Yeah. So that's my self-care. <laughs> I love that. It's so interesting that you all have been together for 10 years, have been in business, and you're so very different. There's some similarities about you, but you're, you're very different as well, and it, and it works. Yeah. The yin and yang. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... Thank you all so much for spending time with me. Thank um, you on the podcast. I feel like mine. part of the family because now I've even talked to your sister. I know, totally, <laughs> it's, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. No. Well, thank and you. so it's been really funny. Thank you. Fun. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, it speaks to that community, right? It's like you all network people and get good people connected to good people. And I, I strongly believe that that's the way to live the fullest life is to connect good people to good people. So I'm sure. Yeah. yeah.
Awesome. So I found a story, y'all, in Humans of New York, and it appears to be a young man, and it says, it's my reboot. I have a level of confidence on the softball field that I somehow need to find in the rest of my life. I'm like a puppy in the outfield. I don't have to think about what I'm doing. You can hit the ball anywhere and I'll track it down. I love the moment when the ball is in the air and I'm focusing on it and I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about paying rent. I'm not worrying about the next audition. I'm not feeling the fear of being just a bartender. It's my moment of zen. I used to feel the same way when I was acting or in front of a camera and I still do when I get to do it. So I love that because I was like, this is exactly what <laughs> we're talking about, right? Mm, I love that. All right. So friends, thank you so much for the love and support. Um, at this point, some of you may know this podcast will be on hiatus for a period of time and it will come back even better. Mm -hmm. Amazing guests some return guests. I think that I've put a bug in Dr. Major and Michelle's ear about returning. We might talk about that 100 pound weight loss uh, or weight. How do I put it? It's not, we're not losing weight. We're releasing weight. So you released weight. I love that. Because you don't want to get it back, right? Because if we lose it, we might try to find it. Right. Exactly. So we, you put it out there and we'll see how 3-in-1 Fitness is doing. Um, so we'll have you all come back on if that's cool with you. Yes, Absolutely. Definitely. Awesome. So you can support this podcast. Uh, I am uh, there on patreon.com. So it's www.patreon.com forward slash the type a hippie. And I am so grateful for the love and support and the love and light that you all give to this podcast. It's really appreciated. I honor the place within you where the entire universe resides. I honor the place within you of love, of light, of truth, of peace. I honor the place within you where when you are in that place in you and I'm in that place in me, there is only one of us. So have a gratitude filled the rest of your day, friends. Until next time, my name is Chidima, also known as the Type A Hippie, and this is the Type A Hippie Podcast. She cast episode 98. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.